0: What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Ectoplasm Show. My name is Josh Hurd, and joining me is my good pal, partner in crime, Mr. Jason Koopsik. What's cracking, sir? Oh,
1: just having fun. Just having fun? Just having fun. Just having fun, like always? Yeah.
0: All right. Yeah, I
1: mean, getting busier and busier with Ectoplasm Show stuff, just social media and other stuff online. Well i gotta tell you i'm glad that you're doing that and
0: uh (laughs) not me because i oh my god i'm no good at it i just don't uh i just don't dig it oh it's all right yeah
1: yeah we don't need to uh have both of us online and just make the (laughs) things that much bigger (laughs) i mean
0: wouldn't that be a mess (laughs) oh my god so what's new man
1: Oh well, I mean, it's only been two days since we've talked, and
0: I don't really feels know like forever.
1: New feels like forever. I um, I did go. I I don't know if I mentioned it on the news episode. I did go over the weekend and check out a new venue for. it was possibly going to be a venue for the Kansas City Paranormal Conference, but it's too far out of town. Yeah. to be considered. I mean, it's technically in the extended metro, but anyways, it's too far to of town. Um, it's too far. But anyways, we are going to use it. It's an old theater built in 1909, and we're going to use it for some other stuff, so I'm excited about that. That'll be fun. That'll be a good time, buddy. Oh, my goodness. I do want to say to everybody listening on the podcast... Yeah. that we are on Facebook live we are on Facebook live streaming now that's right and Clint our good buddy Clint that's been listening to the show for quite a long time now is uh he was asking about notification getting notifications when we go live because on Twitch he would get a notification because he signed up for it oh yeah well it you can go to, there's a couple different options, so you can go to Facebook and go and like paranormalwarehouse.com's Facebook page because we actually, we go live from there and you can set up to have notifications sent to your phone when anybody goes live. Now other people go live, so you'll get notifications for other people going live on that page, but as well as us, or you can go to our Facebook page the ectoplasm show's Facebook page and turn on notifications for all of our posts. And when we go live, when I share the feed on there, I'll be sharing it to the Facebook page and you'll get a notification that we've gone live on that post. Or you can turn on the notifications for our Twitter. And when we go live, I'll share it on there and you'll get a notification that we tweeted and you can uh, click on it and find us or if you're extra nice to me <laughs> and you text the text line and you have to be friends with me on Facebook for this to work Yeah, I will send you a direct invite if you ask me to do that every time that so, could be nice you gotta reach out to me though if you want to do that I just did that for Clint this time but he's gotta request it if he wants to keep Wants it to keep happening, so, um, yeah. So go do that. It's because it's, yeah. We understand the the beauty of podcasting is that you can listen to it anytime. But if you're not doing anything, you could see our handsome faces. Oh yeah, our handsome faces. (laughs) Listen to that, goodness. So what have you been
0: up to? (sighs) Oh Jesus!
1: You're always like moaning and groaning, like. Every time I talk to you it's like the end of the world shit. You know, basically. I can't. It seems like it because you talk about everything in that tone of voice. I do kind of, don't I? But here's the, here's the problem,
0: okay? I can't speak about things that upset me. I I can't do yeah. it. Like, so there's something going on so right now. So
1: everybody has to pay with uh, your mood. <laughs> no, <they can't. laughs> there's something going on.
0: Ish. It's pretty much done now, I think. But there was something going on. Uh, it is pretty much over. And it was a big fucking shit show or whatever. And I, ugh, it was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. One day I may just like spill the beans and go off on a rant. But today is definitely not that day. So, yeah. Okay. And I just like most of the things that I do I can't fucking talk about I can't talk about my job Legally I can't talk about my job And I can't talk about this other thing That I was just talking about Because I was <laughs> I was told by my fucking lawyer not to <laughs> like, <laughs> So I have to keep my damn mouth shut it's so stupid Or well, whatever I'm over it I'm fine I'm just tired How about that? fucking tired
1: well what do we gotta get what do we gotta do to get you to get all crazy cheer up
0: i'm fine man i'm in a fairly decent mood i've been in worse
1: moods (laughs) that's for sure i'm gonna do speech to text here so you'll hear what i'm saying
0: speech to text is that what you just said
1: Yeah, because people are saying that things are going slow in the Facebook feed. Four out of five psychologists recommend the ectoplasm show. That was my bad. My finger slipped. Things will speed up in a few minutes and they won't be glitchy. That's great. Promise. (laughs) Promise. It's science, bitches. Jeez.
0: That's great. People listening to the podcast right now, they're not having a problem. Not having a problem at all. They're like, what glitch? There's no glitch. Sounds phenomenal.
1: It's not, it's not it's not glitching. We sound great. But sound awesome. the video, oh, the yeah. video oh, yeah, has problems. when we stop. start out on there. Anyway, so what are we talking about tonight? Talking about triangles. Ooh, acute right? like ones?
0: <laughs> acute and obtuse <laughs> angles. Yeah. Well, we're uh we're t- <laughs> Everybody like mean, the Bermuda triangle and things like that. They this it's been done. We, you know what I'm saying? Like, everybody knows about the Bermuda Triangle. Everybody's heard the stories and things of that nature. So, you know, our good buddy over here, uh, Doctor Kupsick, he decided that he wanted to <laughs> he wanted to take it in a new direction. And I'll, I'll let you. We did take it from get there. a
1: we did get a message from Sleep that I need to verify not verify but clarify yeah. what kind of doctor I really am. I ah. Uh... I gotta go with proctologist, man. Like, no, man. no, 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 no. You're the one obsessed with that kind of hey, stuff.
0: Hey, whatever.
1: I think that it's, it's I think not, uh, I'm a doctor of mystery. I'll go with that. It's not about the butthole pleasures. So <laughs> it's not. It is for you, apparently. <laughs> no, uh, I just invited you to watch the beat. Oops. Hey, thanks, buddy. Yeah, no problem. How do you invite me? Like on Facebook? Yeah. Anyways, so yeah, we're talking about mysterious triangles around the world. And this is actually from our feed last on Monday when we were going live. Somebody asked us a question, what we thought about the Bermuda Triangle. But unfortunately, we're not really going to talk much about the Bermuda Triangle tonight because it's just, I didn't want to repeat the same stuff that everybody else has said on their podcasts about the Bermuda Triangle. Yeah.
0: Because, I mean, it's just, it's been done, you know? It's all been done. And so if we put our own little spin on it,
1: then everything everything should be good. So, yeah, I pulled up stuff. The only thing I literally have, and I'll show the people out listening or out watching, the only thing I have on my screen, I don't even know if you can see it. Anyways, oh, yeah, there we go. The only thing I have on my screen of notes about the Bermuda Triangle is it goes from Miami, to Miami, Florida, Bermuda, and Puerto Rico. That's it. That's right. the only thing I wrote down. <laughs> that and then is I was it. like, "Fuck it, I am not going to talk about it anymore." So, but I don't
0: blame you. Like I said, you know, it's been done.
1: And when we talk about these other triangles, we can basically talk about the same reasons as to why maybe there's stuff in the Bermuda Triangle. So, yeah, it's true. So there's also the Dragon's Triangle, which is the Devil's Sea, and I put absolutely nothing down for that one as well. Okay. But that one, I will mention a few things about it. One, it is in the Pacific. Some people call it the Pacific Bermuda Triangle. Real original.
0: Yeah. Um, Yeah. Jeez, guys, come up with your own name.
1: (laughs) Um. So yeah, it's over by china it's in the china sea and there's not a whole lot about it apparently it's been known for disappearances longer than the bermuda triangle really but i couldn't i i spent a whole five minutes looking and i couldn't find any detailed disappearances and it's probably because they're just maybe not reported but in other languages that just wasn't readily available online. It does have a reputation in the region, though. It's interesting. I guess I've I've never personally heard of that before. Well, they call it... Oh, God. I don't have it written down in front of me. They call them a Vortex Vex or Vix or something. There's supposed to be 12 of them in a pattern around the planet and the Bermuda Triangle and the Devil's Sea is... That's would in be the pattern. They are part of them, and the other ones. We should do just a whole show about that at some point. But did you I pull up pull any up
0: information up, on the actual what, then? Like, because you said it's in a pattern, so there's twelve of these, uh, sporadically placed throughout the globe. Then, and there's they're in some form of pattern. Like, what is that pattern? Is it a, is it a shape? Is it a? They put out
1: the. They had. Saw a map of it, and it and it oh. showed. I, I'll have to pull it up, but um, they had it in a pattern, but they looked like they had to manipulate the map to get it into a pattern. So oh, that sucks. I need to look more into that before I talk more on sure. it. Sure. So,
0: I mean, that could be really freaking fascinating if it were. Uh, I don't know if it if it well, looked have, like something. I, significant. I guess I
1: brought it up, and then I don't have any info about it at the moment. But hey, whatever. I do that shit all the time. Are you kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I got those two. And then I actually started going down a hole on a few of these other things. Nice. like Nice. The Michigan Triangle. Have you ever heard of the Michigan Triangle? <laughs> no. <laughs> Have you ever been to Michigan? I've been there twice. Have you been to Wisconsin? Because that's... Oh. that's yeah. It's actually over Lake Michigan, so I've been if to you're Wisconsin. in the states, you'd have to. You wouldn't necessarily be in it. You'd have to be in the lake. Oh,
0: okay. But no, I've been. I've been to so Wisconsin. Have ever,
1: yeah, have you ever been
0: on Lake Michigan? Uh, I've just been by it, never on it. Uh, just by it.
1: So it goes from Man Manitowoc, Wisconsin, t- across to. Ludington, Michigan, and then down south to Benton Harbor, okay. Michigan, and it's got a few disappearances. Basically, what I pulled up on most things is disappearances. Yeah, well, absolutely uh, within most of the the tr- triangles. Um,
0: well, I mean that's so the I'll predominant. Just... That's the predominant claim anyway when it comes to uh, this like type of phenomenon. Is is
1: disappearances. Well, yes, for the most part. Excuse me, but um, one of them that I'll be talking about <clears throat> doesn't have any disappearances, at least in the sense of predominant. Okay. But, <clears throat> sorry, I had to cough there. Anyway, so the first known thing that was documented as disappearing in this triangle was the Thomas Hume, which is a, a, a ship. And this one actually, well, it's not necessarily a happy ending, but it does have, (laughs) it has been solved. Okay, okay. So, the Thomas Hume was a schooner, or schooner. Schooner, yeah. Yeah, schooner. That was built in Manitowoc, Wisconsin in 1870. The ship was christened as H.C. Albrecht in honor of its first owner. Anyways, blah, blah, blah was renamed Thomas Hume in 1883 after the current owner's business partner. In addition to the new name, they retrofitted it to safely transport lumber from Muscogan to Chicago across the lake. Okay. Um, so they go into the, all the details about how they retrofitted the ship, but we don't really need to know about that. Yeah. Anyways, so it sailed... From 1883 until 1891, successfully on those routes. Nice. On the 21st of May, the day before my birthday, or the day after your birthday, birthday, 1891, the Thomas Hume was last seen leaving Chicago for Muscogan after unloading a cargo of lumber. It was sailing alongside the Rouse Simmons and had a crew of seven. During the journey, a storm brewed on the lake and the captain of the Rouse Simmons, assessing that it was too dangerous to continue the journey, decided to make a U-turn. Whilst the Rouse Simmons made it safely back to Chicago, the Thomas Hume decided to continue the journey. It was never seen again. The Thomas wow. Hume would continue sailing Lake Michigan. Oh, so I copied. double yeah. Anyway, so... Yeah. It went into the storm and it was never seen again. They actually had search parties and they sent these companies out to try and find it and nobody found a single scrap of debris or anything like the no shipwreck, nothing floating in the water. Okay. And I don't, I don't know why it didn't copy anyways. So I do remember this, the conclusion to it. So in 2007, okay. They found a ship in a deep area that would have been on the route, and it's intact at it's the bottom still of the intact. ocean. So that's why they didn't find anything. Wow! And they are ninety-five percent sure that it's a ship. Holy hell! And they still don't. They're they're hoping to figure out it's uh, why it went down by combing through it but they haven't figured it out yet there's no huge signs of damage or anything like that I mean it could have been a wave just took it down but it it was intact for the most part sitting straight up on the bottom of the lake
0: that's freaking nuts but that they didn't find it until 2007 you said
1: 2007 so yeah
0: amazing wow (laughs) damn man
1: that's pretty cool Curtis Ricky says I've heard of the Phil Jackson Triangle. Does that mean anything to you? <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's plenty. Yeah.
0: What's up, Kurt? <laughs> oh my goodness. Kurt is it doesn't a mean uh, anything to me. Kurt's the fellow uh co owner over there at Malvern Manor. I gotta fix my shit.
1: Boy, it's glitching. Anyways, it's still glitching? No, it's oh. just on my uh on my phone. Oh, I got you. not feeding right. I Anyways, got you. so on to the next one. The Bella Ro- or the Rosabella. Rosabella. In nineteen twenty one this was thirty years after the other one we just talked about. Yeah. 11 people inside the ship who were all members of the Boston Harbor House of David disappeared and their ship was found overturned and floating in Lake Michigan. Okay. While it appeared that the ship had been damaged in a collision, no other ship had reported an accident and no other remains had been found. Many found the incident particularly eerie because the Bella Rosa had been rebuilt after an earlier wreck in the 19th century, similar to the deadly one in 1921. So still, to this day, they don't know what happened. What They found the ship floating upside down. Yeah, which is odd anyway. Sink. Yeah, they figured it was going to sink. So it floated for a while and then it didn't. So they decided to tow it into harbor Yeah, to to you know fix it up not fix it up but to to reclaim the wood that it was built out of and there was no sign of any bodies or anything so they don't know what happened probably when they flipped over maybe they swam away I'm guessing tried to yeah it's one of the ones you know that they say is weird yeah I would agree it's
0: definitely odd I don't know man and that was just 30 years so ni- Thirty years after, correct? You said yeah. that? Yeah, okay.
1: I'm going to skip this one. We'll go back to it in a minute. In 1950, when the Northwest Airlines flight 2501 carrying 58 people crashed into Lake Michigan, the, Michigan, the plane was never found. So they assume it crashed into the lake, but it was never found. But it was never found. This uh, DC-4 prop liner was a daily transcontinental flight that traveled from New York City to Seattle. On June 23, 1915, it disappeared along with 55 passengers and three crew members. This was the deadliest commercial airliner accident in American history at the time. Damn. Only only 18 miles north northwest of Benton Harbor, Michigan, the plane was flying 3,500 feet above the lake when it vanished. The pilot just requested to descend to 2,500 feet because of a severe electrical storm. Which was lashing the lake with high-velocity winds when the blip on the radar disappeared—just
0: completely disappeared.
1: Yeah. Despite the use of sonar and trawlers dragging the bottom of the lake, no wreckage was ever recovered. Wow. There were signs of a crash floating on the lake. So there were signs of a crash floating on the lake sur- surface, such as upholsteries and pieces of humans re- human remains, Gross. but no actual wreckage was ever found. So they're finding body parts, and they're
0: finding different little pieces here and there, but they're never finding the damn plane.
1: The cause of the crash remains unknown to this day. However, it is very possible that the plane was struck by lightning or suffered some other uh, malfunction. Um, It did say something about... They scooped up human remains and just buried them, and didn't try to find out who they belonged oh, to shit. or notify the family members of to where they were buried. Or yeah, why not? any of that. Damn. Just so damn. here's one that's uh, truly crazy. Like the other ones, yeah, it yeah, could fairly happen. crazy, but it's they also could possibly be explained away. I only pulled up a few of them, but they claim that there's enough going on there that. Um, it's an area where a lot of disappearances happened. Anyways, this one happened in 1937. It says, One of the most bizarre cases is the highly documented disappearances of Captain George R. Donner of the O.M. McFarland, a lake freighter, on April 28, 1937. Captain Donner simply vanished from his cabin. Captain Donner had spent hours and hours on the bridge making sure the ship maneuvered the ice flows as he guided the freighter through the lake locks Along the upper part of the Great Lakes Once the ship was out of danger and had entered the waters of Lake Michigan The captain went to his cabin for much-needed sleep Exhausted he left instructions to call him when they draw near Port Washington around three hours later the second mate went to rouse the cap's, captain since the freighter was nearing the port. The captain's door was locked from the inside. Upon breaking in, the mate discovered, discovered the captain's cabin was empty. He headed to the galley, surmising that the captain might be grabbing a quick meal, but Captain Donner hadn't been to the galley. A search was initiated, but the crew couldn't find their captain anywhere on the vessel. There were no clues left behind, and Donner's disappearance remains a mystery to this day. Wow. The OM McFarlane was inside the Mission Triangle at the time of Donner's disappearance. I wonder if that ship's still around, but yeah, he was witnessed going into his room. i sure they maybe might have walked away, but the door was locked from the inside. From the inside, that's what what's and they interesting. Went in there. And he was not in there, and they made it. I read there was a little bit more to this that I didn't say, but they made it sound like there wasn't a way out of the room in the sense that there wasn't like a porthole, right, or whatever. So there wasn't an. Yeah, he just disappeared.
0: Damn, man! Nobody has any type of speculation whatsoever what could have possibly happened to this guy.
1: Nope, nothing. It was very well documented and was very well investigated. Yeah, at the time.
0: They're like, we ain't got shit. Poor guys. I don't know. It's, it's crazy, though. Like, how could a dude just up and disappear? Like, how could he just be gone? Aliens. Aliens. Look, I'm not saying it was aliens,
1: but it was <laughs> aliens.
0: <laughs> oh, my God. So there's
1: something else that's strange about the lake, and it's in. <laughs> The triangle, and it's okay. not a disappearance, but I had never heard of this before, and I'm really surprised that I hadn't heard of it, even though it was discovered in 2007. Sure. The discovery of 40-foot ring of rocks resting underneath Lake Michigan waters might be the cause of the disappearances. The rocks, well, the rocks display prehistoric carvings, but more importantly, these stone alignments are very similar to those of Stonehenge and other circles in Europe. What? In 2007, Northwestern Michigan College professor of underwater archaeology Mark Hawley discovered the circle of stones that span 40 feet underneath the lake surface. One of the stones that rests outside the circle has what appears to be the carving of a mastodon. This elephant-like animal has been extinct for at least 10,000 years the discovery was quite accidental, since the team was hired to map old boat wrecks with sonar. They expected to find sunken vessels and found cars as well as a pier dating back to the pre-Civil War era. The discovery wow. of the stone circle was a big surprise, and that's all I literally have been able to find on that. Wow! But they had a picture. They had a picture.
0: That's freaking nuts. We it's need to get. A, can we get a hold of that Holly guy? Is there a way to do that?
1: Yeah, I'll look into it. My My grandfather I, went to Northwestern. He's an alma mater, so I may, dude, may I have would an love, in there with the school.
0: I would love to talk to that guy just to see what the hell. And why this hasn't been... Yeah, we'll get on that. Why this hasn't been talked about more.
1: I'm sure it's been mentioned, but it's yeah, but hard I mean, it, to...
0: It seems fairly significant. You
1: can't, you can't see it. Yeah, it is very significant. I just think, but people can't like go see it. So well, yeah, I mean, it's not going to become like. But that. I'm surprised we hadn't heard of it. That's my point. I'm like,
0: this is the first I'm hearing about it. No, I'm a little pissed. No, <laughs> but I mean, that that's pretty fucking noteworthy. That's what I'm going to say. That's insane. I think we need to find more on this if we can.
1: Yeah, I wonder if any of our listeners have heard of this circle or live near Lake Michigan that might know be about awesome. this. I mean, I've be awesome. never been scuba diving before. I don't know if I would want to. Would you would you dive down there? I would totally dive down there. Huh. I would totally do it in a second. Well, maybe I'd have to do it do it as well. So maybe we'll <laughs> we we'll, maybe we'll figure that out. It'll be our First ectoplasm expedition. Ectoplasm on location. (laughs) Yeah. I think It could be fun.
0: It might turn into one of those things where it's like uh, one of the moments where you're like, hold my beer
1: and watch this. It might be one of those things. I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. But it's it's down like, I mean, maybe you could free dive down there, but fuck it. Who cares? That doesn't mean, like I see your face. That doesn't mean you die naked. I'm sorry.
0: (laughs) I'm going to belly flop before I go down there. You watch. (laughs) Oh my gosh. I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be interesting. I think we should do it. We got to do it. We got to figure this out. We need to get a hold of that guy. I think I'm making that priority. Number one, we need to make, uh, make contact with that gentleman and see what else what other information yeah. he could tell us about that I mean shit bring him on the show for all I care I think it'd be awesome could be a lot of fun fuck's that guy's name
1: Steve Holly. um I have it on there I think it was Mark Hawley Mark Holly. Buddy Mark Holly. Holly. Buddy Holly. got it Buddy Buddy, buddy Holly. okay So the next triangle doesn't necessarily have any disappearances. It may have some disappearances but it has more a strangeness in it. So it's called the Bridgewater Triangle. Have you heard of the Bridgewater Triangle? It does sound familiar but I don't know why. Lauren... You know who Lauren Coleman is? No, I know Gary Coleman. (laughs) Uh, Lauren Coleman is that... Famous cryptozoologist. He's written quite a few books and other okay. stuff. All right. Okay. Does he have, does he, anyway, is he, he the guy with the hat? He wrote about this extensively and uh, filmed a documentary and there's actually a movie made about this 2013. I've never seen it. but. Huh. So it refers to an area that's about 200 square miles within southeastern Massachusetts. I think they only use the triangle term because of the connotation it gives. I don't think sure. they actually have, like, points. So, Okay. So, I just have a list of a few of the stuff going on there. So, triangles, uh, UFOs within the triangle. Uh, the 1960 report is likely the first documented UFO report on the planet. However, it certainly wasn't the last UFO report to come out of Bridgewater Triangle. That's all they have listed there, that there was a UFO documented report in...
0: 1760.
1: 1760. I mean, nothing Nothing should be flying around in the sky then. No. Except for birds. <laughs> Certainly no lights, unless they're on the, you know, fiery arrows. Yeah. But they wouldn't spend any time up there in the air. 1760. So, here's some of the other. 1760. That's amazing. All right. Um, so... Halloween in 1908, marked another UFO sighting documented in the local newspapers. In 1968, five people claimed they saw a strange ball of light floating among the trees in a wooded part of Rehoboth. In the 1970s, UFO sightings were frequently reported to occur in different areas of the Bridgewater Triangle. In In one 1976 report, two UFOs were seen landing. Along Route 44 near Taunton. In 1990,
0: 1990- I think we just lost Koopsick again. <laughs> oh my God!
1: I, love- I can hear you. There
0: you are, hey buddy.
1: You froze. Actually, you you just my screen froze. I couldn't see you anymore. I don't know what's going on. So did I did I mention the the alien aircraft that landed along the highway? Not yet. You were getting there, I think. You said no. five people,
0: so you said five people witnessed
1: I think. Oh. Five people claimed they saw a strange ball of light floating among the trees okay. in a wooded part of Rehoboth. Okay. In the 19 or 1976, two UFOs were seen landing along route 44.
0: they were actually seen 19- landing landing
1: yeah okay in 1994 a Bridgewater law enforcement officer reported seeing a triangular shaped craft with red and white lights the town of Ray Ryanham frequently receives reports of glowing balls of light floating over the ground of the local dog track wow it's because they run so fast and rub into each other and create <laughs> static electricity. It's got to be I'll it. That. Debunked. <laughs> oh, my God. So there's great. many other ones. this is some of the notable ones. Uh, what Basically, what I copied down here is the notable stuff that has happened. The most okay. notable stuff that has happened. So, uh, cryptozoological sightings are numerous and varied. In 1970, reports of a Bigfoot-like seven-foot-tall hairy monster and its footprints instigated both the Bridgewater and Massachusetts States Police K-9 unit to conduct a search for a bear. However, neither man nor bear was ever found. Damn. In 1978, paranormal researcher Joseph M. D. Deandre- claims to have observed another such creature. It is slowly as it slowly walked into the brush of the Hockamock Swamp, about 200 yards from his location. 200 yards is pretty far. That is kind of far. I mean, it's you can see, I can see pretty well that far, but it's still pretty far. He chronicled his sightings in the 1997 book, "Passing Strange: Two True Tales of New England's Hauntings and Horrors." He huh. says, since 1971, several sightings of phenomenally large black birds with wingspans that stretch from 8 to 12 feet have been reported as well.
0: It's a big fucking... Hmm.
1: So they were seeing... The, somebody in 1984 reported seeing two of these birds fighting in the air. That would be trippy. That would be freaking trippy to see. Uh, there's some ghost stories. So this whole area is like a swamp, basically. Okay. Apparently. Um, it also seems it's like the it's, next, just a... it's the next triangle where we'll really get into some cr- really crazy stuff. I'm just trying to go through this stuff because I have it all down, so we might as well. Sweet. So um, besides, uh, they have Native American ghost dancers. Reports of several contemporary ghost specters come from Bridgewater Triangle as well. A mysterious red headed hitchhiker haunts a stretch of Route 44 in Rehobo, so everybody that loves a ginger should go out there.
2: <laughs>
1: uh, a ghostly phantom Pretty. appears in Hakamak Swamp yeah. near Route 138. Uh, from Freetown, a ghostly trucker is rumored to speed along the winding Copacut Road, blaring his horn and threatening passing motorists. Now, Wait, I wonder what makes people think that that's a phantom ghostly truck. That's what I want to know. I'm like, okay. Can they see through him? See, or? that's what I don't know. Like, yeah, like what? I don't know, man. Anyways, they, according to one tale, the Native Americans had cursed the swamp centuries ago because of poor treatment they received from the colonial settlers, a revered object of the Wampanoag people a belt known as the wampum belt was lost during king philip's war legend says the area owes its paranormal unrest to the fact that this belt was lost from the native people and that's the bridgewater triangle there's tons of stuff on this out there i figured if people want to look into it Dude, they could sick. go check it out because there's and now he's gone again <laughs>
0: I think it's there you are, Josh. buddy. What is what? I think I... it's
1: your internet that's the problem,
0: buddy. I my internet's flying right now, like I'm good to go.
1: I swear to you. Your screen keeps glitching.
0: I don't know what what's going on then. Like everything else is huh. fine over here.
1: Maybe it's this light I put in here because somebody complained they couldn't see me. It's, I think that might be the up. problem. It's fucking it all up. It's just a light. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe it's because I'm not drinking alcohol tonight.
0: What is the deal? Huh. God, I feel like
1: I don't what even you know drinking? you. I don't.
0: I feel like I don't even know you anymore. What are you drinking? I'm drinking Crystal Light because I'm a hard ass.
1: Yeah, that's about right. Yeah, see, I'm drinking that's... V8. V8. <laughs> I thought about putting a little bit of vodka in it. But... Yeah, is it the uh, is it the spicy V8? Spicy, yeah. Ooh. That's the only kind I like. To I drink. see.
0: I'm back to knowing you again. I knew you would be a spicy V8 guy. <laughs> I knew it. Yeah, that's, uh, it's good for me. It's good.
1: It's good. Anyway, so the you. one that I got stuck on, and why most of what we'll be talking about is this one, is the Bennington triangle. And I had okay. never heard of this one before, and I got stuck reading through a bunch of stuff on this so that's why I was kind of rushed through the other stuff because oh, okay, mm, I'm just going to call you out Josh you didn't bring anything
0: I didn't bring anything no I, d- I told you I wasn't no. going to <laughs> It's okay. I
1: it just, just felt like calling you out yeah no you're fine so this one we're going to be talking about this one for a while and there's some crazy stuff in here, so let me just get started. The Bennington Triangle is centered on Glastonbury Mountain in Vermont. It's a it's a public area, a park, yeah. and there's a trail that goes through it called the Long Trail. I, it may be, I don't know off the top of my head, it may be part of the um, Appalachian Trail system, but oh. I don't know. So I know it's called the Long Trail. And this place has Definitely has A um, Strange sense With the locals And uh, There used to be a town there Apparently that disappeared So uh, So we'll we'll go all the way back to the beginning Native Americans used to refuse to venture Into Glastonbury Mountain Fearing the land was cursed They only used the land To bury their dead Wow there's also a baffling legend of some sort of enchanted stone somewhere on the mountains, which is said to open up and swallow a human being in seconds if it's stepped on. Yikes, dude! Have you ever heard anything like that before? No. It's amazing though. Like, huh? You don't want to go looking
0: for that? No. No, that's where, one thing that you, you hope—that's one thing that you hope you never find. <laughs>
1: Damn. Very nice. Alright, so in eighteen sixty seven there was an alleged wild man sighting Ooh. where a mysterious misanthropic spectre would venture down from the woods, pull back his coat and expose himself to unsuspecting <laughs> women in Glastonbury. <laughs> Could you imagine? He just like and then run back into the woods. But he looked <laughs> we like he was a wild, like he was a like a Bigfoot almost.
0: That's amazing. What? He's just like, so. I'm just exposing himself, he's just like, look
1: here. <laughs> going all the way back to our Bigfoot episode, oh. or not our Bigfoot episode, a news episode where we talked about Bigfoot's dick, they <laughs> would know the answer to that. <laughs> So nobody, knew, nobody had ever seen this man before and nobody knows what ever happened to them. Bigfoot this stick. was when the town was still there it's of Glastonbury. Like They're <laughs> still active. It's like a dumpster fire. Yeah. <laughs> on April 4th, 1892, Fayville Mill worker Henry McDowell went haywire and murdered John Crawley by bashing his head in with either a piece of wood or a rock. Damn. Depending on the story. He fled town but was later apprehended in South Norwalk, Connecticut where he made a full confession. However, he was babbling on about a voice in his head that would not leave him alone and as a result was sentenced to Vermont State Asylum in Waterbury. But he escaped and was hiding in a railroad car carrying a load of coal never to be seen again. This guy's a dick, man. (laughs) So yeah, he was... He he committed murder, but he just all of a sudden out of the blue and then it was because the voices told him to (sighs) on the opening day of Vermont's first ever hunting season in 1897, 40 year old John Harbor, a respected Woodford resident, was mysteriously murdered at his deer camp in Bickford Hollow a remote area in the hills south of Glastonbury while hunting with his brother, the family and family friend, they heard the blast of a rifle followed by him crying out, "I've been shot." They immediately turned around and searched for him, but it wasn't until 11 a.m. the next morning huh. when they found him. So they heard him. They were close enough to hear him yelling and couldn't that find he it. had been shot, but it- it, it took him a day, basically, to find them. So, I mean, he's gone. His legs protrude... Yeah, his legs protruding out from underneath a cedar tree. However, something wasn't quite right. His loaded gun sat neatly beside him as if it was purposely put there. Like he put it But down. something was wrong. Yeah. His body was a distance away from where he has been shot. They now... are. They now knew that John had been moved, but by what? Did he crawl there after being shot? Did he receive human help by Who's the shooter? Fight? There was no signs of him having walked or crawled to a spinal resting place. So, they know where he was when he was hunting. Yeah. And they know where he found his body, and there was no signs of him moving from one place to the other. I don't get it. It was almost like he was pulled it sound like it was he was pulled into the cedar tree. Like something came out. I mean that's kind of how it's described a in had the gun, story. Though, yeah, but and it was, shot him. But they didn't pull him back. I don't know, that's weird. That's so messed up, man. It was close enough though that it would have been right near where he was actually shot, so I wonder why it took him so long to find him. Don't know. And what's the range on a gun back
0: then? You know what I'm saying?
1: Like, I'm, I'm honestly. I mean, I'm you. I know it's fiction, but it depends on the, the, those carbine repeaters that they yeah. made during the Civil War. Yeah, were very accurate and okay, the decently long distances. And they had buffalo guns that would shoot. Yeah, really that's true. Far. Yeah, and so I mean, there may definitely not be distance. Accuracy like they are now, but long enough to be a few hundred yards, I would guess. Yeah. Jeez, oh man, that's such a freaking weird story. Well, I like it. it only gets weirder. I like it. Uh, sometime in the early 19th century, this was this story is a pretty cool story. Something. Yeah. Sometime in the early 19th century, a stagecoach full of passengers were making their way over the mountains near Glastonbury, near present-day Route 9 in Woodford. It was well past dark, and a violent rainstorm was washing out the road. The rain was coming down so hard, it soon forced the driver to slow down to a crawl as the thunder cracked the night sky. The things became so bad... Or, Things became so bad that the driver eventually came to a complete stop in the dark and wet wilderness. As he hopped down from the perch with his lantern, a set or to get a good idea of the situation, he noticed some noticed something peculiar illuminated by the lantern light. Okay. There were unfamiliar footprints in the mud just ahead of him. The rain hadn't washed them away yet, so they had to be fresh tracks, yeah. the driver reckoned. This observation, or his observations revealed that the tracks were widely spaced, suggesting that whatever had made them was tremendous in size. He noticed the horses were beginning to get spooked, but he just couldn't stop thinking about those tracks. Shit. What made them, he soon hollered back to the passengers and asked for their opinions, at this point, the horses were going wild, which was spooking the driver. That meant that something was skulking nearby, and it might just be what made those tracks. As the passengers began to step out, something dealt a savage blow to the side of the carriage. Now, this is really detailed because the person that's telling this is a writer. I got most of this stuff from a someone who wrote a book about these things, so that's okay. why it's got all these descriptive words in there anyways now all the passengers scrambled out of the carriage completely terrified the blows kept coming until the whole thing tumbled over on its side the quivering passengers and driver huddled together in the dark the rain stinging their faces then the creature came into view though it was almost impossible to see two large eyes could be made out staring at them. A vague detail described the brazen creature as roughly 8 feet tall and hairy before it shambled back into the woods. Shortly after, whatever had attacked them had become dubbed the Bennington Monster for a while. Nice. So, Bigfoot, back in the early 19th century. <laughs> uh, I love it. So now we're going to get into some of the weird disappearances there. Okay. Well, this one's not a disappearance. This one's a weird story. Then there are disappearances. So on November 11th, 1943, 37-year-old Carl Herrick went hunting in the woods of West Townshend, Townsend about 10 miles northeast of Glastonbury. At some point during the hunt... Herrick and his cousin, Henry, were separated. Henry eventually made it back to camp, but Carl didn't show up. As dusk began to fall and Carl hadn't arrived, Henry immediately contacted law enforcement just as the snow began to fall. The search for Carl lasted three days without finding a trace. Damn, man. But towards dusk on the third day, Henry stumbled upon Carl's body. He was lying on the ground in the woods motionless. His loaded rifle found leaning against a tree 70 feet away. Henry reported finding huge bear tracks around Carl's body, but the official post-mortem was baffling. Carl was reportedly squeezed to death. What? His lung was found to be punctured by his own ribs. What sort of bear squeezes a human to death... It would be an impossible act. I wonder if a bear stepping
0: on him would what I Okay, that's what I was just going to ask. I'm like, could they just walk on him?
1: But you would think that... You would think that whoever was doing it would have known... Whoever was doing the autopsy would have known the difference. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I mean, you'd
1: think. What year was this? 1943. They knew quite a bit about anatomy back then. Yeah, they did. Even back then. At least in that sense of um, body, you know, ways people died. Um, it's just weird, though. I just... They knew enough, probably, to tell yeah. the difference. But, I mean, jeez. So let's get into a few of the different... Oh, yeah, the disappearances. So, between 1945 and 1955, people disappeared. Uh, the first occurred on November 12th, 1945. So, almost... 74... 74- Go ahead. Um, yeah, almost... A, a year and a day. Two years. Two years. In yeah. a day. Go ahead. Yeah, two years in a day. Yeah. Um, when 74-year-old Mitty Rivers disappeared while out hunting... Rivers was guiding a group of four hunters up the mountain. On the way back, Rivers got ahead of the rest of the group and was never seen ad- again. An extensive search was conducted, and the only evidence found was a single rifle car for- cartridge that was found in a stream. But they never heard the rifle fire. No, it was just—it was a full cartridge. It oh, it was full. Okay, fired. okay, I see. The uh, and she they were on I don't know if it's a she I'm guessing with midi, but it might not be anyways they were on their way back down, yeah, so they it's and this person was guiding them, so that would say that they knew the area really well you think? so wow. paul Paula Weldon eighteen disappeared ago or disappeared december first nineteen forty six Weldon was a sophomore at Bennington College. She had set out for a long hike on the long trail. Many saw her go, including Ernest Whitman, a Bennington Banner employee who gave her directions. She was alleged to have been seen on the trail itself by an elderly couple who were about a hundred yards behind her. According to them, she turned a corner in the trail. And when they reached the same corner, she had disappeared. When Weldon never returned to college, an extensive search was conducted, which included the posting of a $5,000 reward and help from the FBI. However, no evidence of her was ever found. Wow. Unconfirmed or rumors speculated that she had moved to Canada with a boyfriend or that she became a recluse living in the mountains. I am guessing they were just throwing darts at reasons because why would she go out to the woods just to move up to Canada? I mean <laughs> just go to Canada if you're in college.
0: I know it. <laughs> she went to Canada, I just know it. <laughs> yep. She always said she loved it. She loved Canada.
1: Oh my god. The third gosh. the third occurrence took place when a veteran James E. Tedford disappeared on December first, nineteen forty nine. So one year or three years to the day. To the day. After Paulo Weldon had disappeared. This one is the strangest one out of these five. Well okay. um Tedford was a resident of the Bennington soldiers home, which was like he was there on vacation. Alright. He had been In St. Albans' visiting relatives, he was returning home on the local bus when he vanished. According to witnesses, Tedford got on the bus and was still on the bus at the last stop before arriving in Bennington. Somewhere between the last stop and Bennington, Tedford vanished. His belongings were still in the luggage rack and his open bus timetable was still in his vacant seat. So what the fuck? I, I don't know. He was in. That means. I mean, the I don't know. Maybe the seats were high and maybe he was laying down and disappeared, but. Maybe it was mistaken, but his stuff was left there for sure. Yeah. So it's not like he got off at the stop before and walked off. Maybe he got forgotten at a stop, but he would still show up. They still don't know what happened to him. That's fucking weird. I mean, yeah, because like you said, he would still turn up somewhere. Um, yeah, if he got left at a stop, he would definitely would have shown up. Yeah. Weird. I like it. The fourth person to vanish was eight-year-old Paul jo- Joseph on October twelfth, 1950. Or Jefferson. Jefferson. Paul Jefferson. Okay had accompanied his mother in a truck. She left her son unattended while she fed some pigs. His mother was gone for about an hour. When she returned, her son was nowhere in sight. Search parties were formed to look for the child. Nothing was ever found, though Jeffson was wearing a bright red jacket that should have made him more visible. Yeah. According to one story, Bloodhounds tracked the boy to a local highway where it ended at edge of the highway
0: like he was picked up
1: yeah like he got out of the truck and wandered off and probably was picked up never found again I mean that one's really short because she was gone for an hour I mean who leaves their 8 year old kid sitting in a truck for an hour that's a very good point I mean, even back then if she was feeding pigs she couldn't have been too far away unless she was just inside the barn I I don't understand that one it's fucking crazy though But the kid was never seen again That's Some. terrible Damn uh, The fifth and last disappearance Occurred 16 days after Jeffson had vanished Just On after October 28, okay. 1950 <clears throat> Excuse me Rita Langer 53 and her cousin Herbert Elsner Left their family campsite Near the Somerset Reservoir To go on a hike During the hike, Langler slipped and fell into a stream. She told Elsner if he would wait, she would go back to the campsite, change clothes, and catch up to him. When she did not return, Elsner made his way back to the campsite and found Langler had not returned and that nobody had seen her since they left. So she hadn't even made it back then. Yeah. Yeah. Over the next two weeks, a total of five searches were conducting involving aircraft, helicopters, and up to 300 searchers. No trace of the woman was found on May 12th, 1951. Okay. So six months later, seven months later, her body was found near Somerset Reservoir in an area that had been extensively searched seven months previously. Because of the long time the body had been exposed to the elements, no cause of death could be determined. Wow. And that was one that actually ended up in the Missing 411. That one there was? Yes. Well, all of these kind of were, but.
0: So all of these could possibly well, have this something one...
1: to do with
0: the whole 1111 thing.
1: <clears throat> no missing 411 I'm, I'm sorry different. not
0: 1111 god damn it I don't know where my head's at
1: this one specifically has a lot has more things that tie it into the missing 411 as in they found the body and it was in an area that had been extensively searched Okay. so so yeah strangeness in triangles triangles we had never heard of
0: yeah it was pretty interesting honestly damn i'm sure there's more stuff i mean oh i guarantee it man absolutely guarantee it but that was really cool just because like i hadn't heard any of those
1: yeah that's why i wanted to try to get stuff that even i hadn't heard of and i'm not saying that i know a lot more than other people but i do research a lot so sure show show so yeah that's awesome. I want I want to look into a lot of this stuff a lot more, especially some of the stuff that has to do with the outdoors because well uh, yeah dude I'm really into that like the hiking, the trail of ones and uh, I want to check out that one in Lake Michigan. I mean I can't believe I've never heard of that. That's and what it, I'm saying. It's not like it was discovered a hundred years ago. No, it was less than ten years ago. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, kind of impressive. Now
0: aren't you? Well, you said one of your goals in life is to uh,
1: hike that Appalachian
0: Trail. Is that yeah,
1: correct? Well, it, well, it is. Well, it is now because I have a buddy that I hiked with when I was younger, and yeah. we're going to do it when we turn 40. Nice. nice we're going to hike nice. the Appalachian Trail through hike the Appalachian Trail when we turn 40. That's the plan. Fuck, why not? From Georgia to Maine. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Be a lot of fun. Yeah, definitely. It's going to be an experience because it takes Dude. four to six months, depending on your like pace. It's gonna,
0: it's gonna take a long time. That's for damn
1: sure. I'm fine with it. It's uh, gonna be a hell of a 40 year birthday thing.
0: Yeah. Right. Goodness gracious. Are you gonna be able to do? i uh, up on it. You gonna be able to do the ectoplasm show from out there? Are you gonna are you gonna figure something out
1: there? Hopefully, we're still doing it when we're 40. Um, hey. I could record stuff and send it to you, actually, <laughs> because there's lots of towns along the way that if I'm not there to record, I can record stuff and send it to you digitally. Yeah. But who knows? And if you're not there still, to record, that could be my sign that you're missing. And I'm then I can come out and get you. Plus A. So... There could be some kind of thing tapped into my mind that I could just think about it and do the ectoplasm show. It's very possible. But then I wouldn't really be roughing it out in the woods. Not roughing it at all. No, no. Like, not at all. I am never having anything tapped into my mind like that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just not that kind of person, I don't think.
0: I don't know. I know
1: that you want to know what my mind is like, but... All the
0: time. I want to know what uh, what makes you tick, Dr. Kupzik. I want to
1: know what makes you I tick. I don't know if you want to know that. <laughs> You're
0: like, ah, I don't think you want to know. <laughs> <clears throat> All right, guys. 913 730 7255. Shoot us a text. Give us a call. Leave us a voicemail. What have you. Uh, we're tweeting. We're Instagramming over at, uh, at ectoplasm show and uh, ectoplasm show at gmail.com. The Ectoplasm show on Facebook, ectoplasmshow.com and Ectoplasm show on YouTube. Holy hell. Go over to uh, go over to iTunes, give us a rate and a review. Do that. Please. <laughs>
1: I'm just telling you what to do. Come on. You do have a new one on there, but I haven't pulled it. Yet, so. Really?
0: There's a new one on there mm-hmm. right now. We have a,
1: we have at least one new one on there right now. Bullshit.
0: Are you serious? You being serious right now yeah
1: I mean All right, I can probably pull it up if my computer will process why don't you uh,
0: why don't you pull it up here see what you can see what you can
1: do pull it up I'm working on it it's open up iTunes you got it you have to go into iTunes to view the yeah it's kind of weird the um, things there it goes kind of weird. Just play some stuff. Play some stuff while I sit here. It's it's coming up, so just play something. Play something. Like Play, uh, play you play with your new machine that makes sounds when you push buttons. Yeah, I got to load those sounds though. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you don't have them loaded all the time? I thought it was like you loaded them all the time. Oh no,
0: they're on there, but I've they're I've used
1: them all- so many damn times. You know what I'm
0: saying? I I, oh, I would totally play a song right now, but I can't do that. Because Facebook will...
1: Well, we he- could, well, but the show well, wouldn't Yeah, Facebook be... will yell at us, so I don't want to do that. They wouldn't allow people to watch it after we weren't live yeah, anymore. fucking scold you, man. Shame, shame. Oh, Naughty right. act. Hopefully, hopefully, it's a good review. I don't know. For all this build up. <laughs> yeah. Boy, we'd really hate to disappoint
0: you guys. Well, it's a good thing we still only have one
1: one star review, so it's definitely not a one star because that was already there from that douchebag that only listened to one show.
0: He picked the wrong fucking one, man.
1: Uh, Oh, Most recent. Dark Moon Wolf says Nice. Wait. Have you already read it? Did you just do all that build up for nothing? Yeah, it's from November. I thought we only had 15, but we have 16.
0: Hey, we're getting up there. All right.
1: (laughs) This is the fun one that calls you out about being scared. Yeah, it's true. I tell you what, though. I was a big boy. Tonight,
0: you would have been so proud of me. What, Mr. Uh, Dark Wolf? Is that what his name was? Is that it?
1: Yeah, Mr. Dark Moon Wolf. Dark Moon Wolf. I got to tell you. For a lead paranormal investigator, you get scared of your own shadow. Well, I will say this, though.
0: Like, I'm not a lead investigator of anything. You know what I'm saying? I'm a ghost hunter, but I'm a filmmaker. Yeah. Now, it's interesting because tonight I was inside of Malvern Manor, all by my goddamn lonesome, vacuuming and doing all sorts of shit. Because we got a group tomorrow night. You know what I'm saying? So, or Thursday night, as you guys are listening to this. Um. So I'm getting the place ready and ready to roll for them. Um. But yeah, I mean, shit, I was in there for like two hours, all by my all by my lonesome. Didn't freak out a single time. You- you've been
1: literally going to that place regularly for a year now that's a good you one. should be fine going in oh, there by oh. yourself
0: you know what's interesting about that is you would think you would think so however sometimes when you walk in the just walking in through the kitchen door i know you know what i'm talking about you walk through that kitchen door and you get right into that area that has the big heater and all of that stuff and then you just hear the mm-hmm. just giant thud coming from Upstairs. Now, interestingly enough, the other night, my brother and I were in there. Uh, I don't even remember what the fuck we were doing in there. We were cleaning up and, oh, okay, so that's when I started the vacuuming was then. So it was just a few nights ago. We are in there and I shut the vacuum off and I go, what the fuck was that? And I'm hearing this, doom, 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 upstairs. And it was uh, just on the second level, you know. I'm like what the fuck is that And then I hear this So it's picking up pace now It's It sounded like running Even more creepy Than I've I don't know This was like creep factor Plus 20 Okay Because then Very faintly Very Very faintly You start hearing um, It was It was like humming Or singing um, It was definitely A little girl's voice doing like this hum or this sing thing but it almost sounded as if it was like a lullaby it was fucking weird and I was standing like on the steps you know trying to be quiet walking up the steps got about halfway up and just stopped as so I could listen you know but oh my god man it was freaking nuts absolutely nuts went on for maybe 30 seconds tops and then I obviously went back to vacuuming it was nuts, man. You would have freaked. You would have loved it. Yeah? You would have loved it. Yeah.
1: I need to come up before my birthday again. Yep. You're going to have to. I really should come up for our 200th. The problem is is we hey. wouldn't be able to broadcast, but that doesn't mean we can't record our 200th we episode We could record it for sure. Malvern. Yes, we
0: could. We could
1: do that. We, we wouldn't will be able this. to have any guests. Well, yeah, we, can I mean, have we could have physical guests. Yeah, exactly.
0: I tell you what, like ever since paranormal lockdown left, it has been completely off the hook over there. It doesn't matter time of day at all. It's ridiculous over there. So I don't know, man, you need to get
1: your ass up here.
0: Let's do that. Let's do the 200th episode from there.
1: All right, so this is one seventy six. This is one seventy six, so baby. We have two a week. And we have twenty four left, so twelve weeks. Make that happen. You can do it. You can totally do it.
0: It'll be fun. All right. Well, I tell you what, you guys, we're gonna let you go. You have a great weekend, and uh, yeah, we will talk to you very very soon. Peace out.